computer. Hello and welcome to BS Sports. I'm your only host, John Paul Versett. Not joined today by uh, anybody. Well, that's a new approach. <laughs> uh, I was hoping we just let it happen and then watch his entire show and we just sit here. I'm just doing hot takes and no one's there to like critique yeah. me on my hot takes. So guys, uh, what a week in football. You oh, know, man. it's just great to have football back. It wasn't great to have Thursday football. You know, Thursday night it, football last week. Um, I'm glad it was the probably the last week as well. With like, think, well, I'm assuming we're going to talk about the topic. Oh yeah, this point. might be our last mm-hmm. episode of the podcast, depending on football. how uh, Titans, Titans do, Titans why and Vikings. You know, yeah, it's, why on, is that? it's on our list. You wanted to show. I know, but what does that have to do with the show? Because you well, think football's going to end? By yeah. the way, hi, I'm Trace. Thanks for introducing me. I didn't get Could to you, introduce myself. Talk with you all again. I didn't get to introduce myself. Can we all establish today? Uh, Broski Studios tweeted out, and they go, BS Sports or Podcast is out. And Trace goes, where can you get the podcast? And somebody told him, like, he actually was looking for the podcast. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, Trace, you want to find out where it is? I'll tell you. I but, like uh, to listen to your predictions. That's my favorite part. It makes me laugh. <laughs> what, I was, what I was saying was, it's you. good to have football back, even though we're on week three, except last week, uh, Dolphins-Jaguars. Nobody was excited for that game. And you might be but like, But you know what? I watched it. Somebody might have a bad, you know, people might think somebody might have a bad Thursday night matchup, right? It'll never happen again. But this week, Broncos-Jets, do they just hate Thursday night football? They do hate Thursday night football. But interestingly enough, the Thursday night Dolphins-Jags game rated higher than the NBA playoffs. The NBA playoffs has not been doing good. It's been real bad. Even a bad NFL game, more people want to watch a bad NFL game than an NBA playoff game. I hope that says anything. Quick reminder, me and Francis are New England Patriots fans, while Trace over there is a fan of the Cleveland Browns. Colt- no, Colt- I was yeah. a fan of the Browns this week. But how about my Seattle Seahawks, huh? Yeah, they it. let in Russ Cook, and I appreciate that with Tyler Lockett on my fantasy team. Trust me. <laughs> Three, Three touchdowns, touchdowns for my the first half. I went against Francis. Yeah, he went against me. With Tyler Lockett scoring three touchdowns in the first half. Bozos. Everybody. Um, uh, while A.J. Green got shut down by the number one. Uh, let's jump right into it. Around the league, Titans-Vikings close practice facilities after positive COVID-19 test results. Do we know how many? I don't believe we know. I thought it was just a couple, but I, right? Wasn't it just a couple? Yeah, I just think it's interesting that we've gone this many weeks into the NFL season and that this is the first time this has happened. Yeah. Uh, Is it, is it some on each team? I know very little. I knew this headline, but um, I just don't know know, how serious it is. I just know Derek Henry doesn't have it because he ran right through it. Uh, 100%. (laughs) Let's be honest, guys. If we have to sacrifice, and he can't catch anything, so if we have to sacrifice the Titans and Vikings to save the NFL season, I don't think anybody has a problem with it. Yeah. So for the Titans, it was three players and five team personnel members testing positive. Wow. Anybody for the Vikings? They named the players too. Really? Starting okay. nose tackle, long snapper, and practice squad tight end. Nobody needs them. What Just are they gonna going? do? What are they gonna do without them? The practice, by the way, the practice squad tight end. There's, <laughs> now, how does that go on your business card? Practice squad tight end. So, but if you could name the tight end for the Titans, I'll give you five dollars right he's now. He's really good. Too. Name him. I can't name no. him. There Smith. he is. Smith. Smith. Jonu Smith. 
It's John. I'll Smith. give you ten dollars if you can name the practice squad tight end. <laughs> uh, uh, I think it's just dead money. Monopoly I just, money. I just I think it's just the Titans. I just picture the Titans head coach, and they're like, uh, "Hey, buddy, people tested positive," and he's like, "Who?" And they're like, "Practice squad tight end." And he goes, "Cut him, cut <laughs> him." Do you have an answer for ten dollars? I'll put it in the mail to you. Uh, I do not know. I do not know no. who their practice. I think it's Derrick Henry. He's Tommy Hudson. Squad everything. Tommy Hudson. Oh, I Tommy knew Hudson's that one too, man. Yeah. I know the Saints practice squad tight end. With, it's look, uh, Onomatopoeia. Seeing how many uh, injuries to my fantasy team, I might have to pick that guy up. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see. I'll keep you Well, posted. injuries are also a storyline, right? It continues oh, my gosh. To, they keep the going. Base, right? They keep going. I'm just good for the 49ers for stepping back on MetLife Field for the second week in a row after the amount of injuries they had and winning and twice won. in MetLife. MetLife by a lot. Did they fly back to San Francisco, or did they? They just had to. They had to fly back to San Francisco the night after the game. They could not stay in New York, which traditionally they would have just stayed in New York, shared the Jets and Giants practice facility area, and just practiced for the week in. New York, Jersey, technically. But no, they flew back. But the question about the Titans-Vikings is their their practice facilities are closed, right? Their players, I assume, are all isolated at their own houses, right? They'll probably all be tested. Their game right. will probably go on as usual this week. But my I wonder what the quality of that game is going to be, though, That was what I was going to say. No practice yeah. all week, which is especially a Titans team, which is – it, it's it's doing good this year. It's just not as great as it needs to be. Are they not three and zero? They I think they're two and one, but they had a close. They had a close win against the Jaguars, like it was like a one point win. And they beat the Vikings by one point. So yeah, it's been no, they close are three games. Aren't they? They're three no. and zero. They haven't really? lost. No, they, I think they lost week one. No, I'm pretty sure they won. They beat that. Tennessee is undefeated. Um, oh, wow. You know. Thank you for coming to my show. But it's very uh, close where I'm the host. Uh, I don't think it will affect the games. I think they'll play this week respectively against the Steelers and against the – who are the other team playing against? Well, I'll tell you what. Minnesota's got a uh, – it's all for broke game. Minnesota at Houston. Oh, my gosh. Houston must be so thankful because Houston is going through the – 0-3 ball. The 0-3 ball. Bet they really wish they had that DeAndre Hopkins that they compared to Aaron Hernandez bet. Mm-hmm. Um, that really, though, makes me think Steelers, easy win for the Steelers, easy win for the Texans. I really think both of them will get a dub this week because of this. And not only because of this, but I think this will be a helpful advantage. I don't think it will affect the game. I think the game will happen. I don't think it will affect the NFL season. I wouldn't be surprised if that tight end is no longer on the practice squad, though. Um, Big news. Do you remember his name, Francis? Do you remember his name? Tommy Hilfiger. (laughs) Yeah, that's correct, but it's not. Tommy Hudson. I knew it. I think we all agree, though, that we'll we'll play this week. They'll just be questioned on the quality of the game. Yeah, I agree. Now, if we get news that the Steelers, Titans, Texans, and Vikings are all quarantined next week, then we have ourselves a story. Uh, the, next, the next thing is the QB success. Rodgers, Wilson, and I'm going to add Mahomes are the three front runners for MVP. Wow. Uh, I mean, each of their performances 
it's just something else. I yeah, mean, I don't know how Patrick Mahomes does it, and Russell Wilson has just been on fire for the first three weeks. And, you know, I think it was Francis who earlier uh, in the season talked about Rodgers being motivated by – uh, you know, Francis is yeah. lighting up. Yep. He's yep. lighting yep. up right now when you're saying this. Well, I mean, three weeks in, I, I do like to give Francis credit for a thing or two. And, 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 and he did point out that he thought Rodgers would be on fire because of, uh, you know, not drafting a wide receiver and then getting a quarterback in there. And tell you what, he's still got it. He's still now, good. I do want it to be known, Francis's prediction did include love being traded by the deadline. So uh, his prediction was still a little bit outlandish. We're going to see. Hey, you never know. Um, yeah, honestly, those, those quarterbacks are fun to watch. Uh, the thing about Aaron Rodgers that I've always thought to myself is I, I, I always wanted to see Aaron Rodgers with a great coach, great wide receivers, and a great running back. And I was like, I, was like, I just want to see what he could have done. And I think I'm getting to in Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> he is – like Patrick Mahomes watching I – mean, again, we'll talk more about the Ravens game. Uh, a little bit later because that was my week. He is undoubtedly – there's a difference between a running quarterback and an elusive quarterback. And I think um, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, and Aaron Rodgers are elusive. Like, it is hard to bring those guys down. Uh, I mean, what they can do, they're they're incredible. Um, And, you know, I I think highly of the Ravens. I'm skipping ahead a little bit on that. I I still think the Ravens are a good team, but, boy, they got chopped up, didn't they? And I believe that game took Lamar Jackson out of the MVP race. I think he was right there with the the other three uh, last week. But I think it's these three, and it's going to be a race to the finish line for MVP. If you're in the MVP conversation, you can't lose to another MVP. That gets you right out. Like, I I think if one of these play each other and it's not a great game, it's going to look real bad, for, and they're going to get out. I would be surprised. I'd quit my job as a BS Sports uh, podcaster if it is not Russell's, Rodgers, or Mahomes as MVP this season. Mark that down. <laughs> by, uh, by week 10, we'll be putting out a, an ad for a new, uh, a new coach. Yeah. Rodgers breaks his collarbone. Uh, Pat Mahomes breaks his leg, and Russell Wilson went blind. And Baker Mayfield has brought the Browns to the Super Bowl <laughs> up for an MVP. If you're interested in auditioning, send us your information. <laughs> we may have open tryouts coming soon. Uh, going right off that bad quarterback play. It wasn't on our, it wasn't on our schedule. Carson Wentz, how much longer does he have? Let's be honest here. I saw a statistic today that if Aaron Rodgers, if, uh, if Russell Wilson, next 48 passes straight, throws incon- interceptions, for the next 48 passes straight, he still has a better QBR quarterback rating <laughs> than Carson Wentz this season. Um, wow. I mean, it, it, 48 you, straight interceptions. If you ask that question, the answer leads into a, to another uh, super bad quarterback. Well, if you want to know how long Carson Wentz has as the starter, a lot longer now that they traded Nick Foles. Because um, if <laughs> Nick Foles was still there, he'd be gone by now. Which goes right to the next thing. Quarterback change in Chicago. Mitchell Didn't we Trubisky. talk about this one a couple of weeks ago? We talked, we about, talked about, about it. And we said, we said, I think week one, we said Mitch Trubisky is here to stay. No, 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 no. That was no, 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 no. I no, said no. Mitch no, 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 Trubisky. No, no, no. What we said was you, you asked who's going to be the starter week one. We said Mitchell Trubisky because they have too much re- relying on it. Then he played well for those first two weeks. And you said, how is it? We said it was two lucky games. 
We want to see more. And then this game happened. Now, here's the question. How much longer until Mitch Trubisky gets back in? Or do you think Foles will ride nope. it out? Never. You think they'll ever be like, yeah, hey, we'll pull <laughs> Trubisky back in? Nope, he will not. Which is what's kind of happening down in Car- uh, in uh, Los Angeles with the Chargers. Uh, Tyrod Taylor played a good first game, won the game. Then Herbert came in uh, because Tyrod Taylor's own medical staff stabbed him in the lung. It happens. It, it happens. happens. I mean, it does. You know. uh, Herbert started. Herbert lost to the Chiefs, but did good. He looked all right this game. Tyrod Taylor comes back next week. Who's the starter? I don't know. I believe it's going to be Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. But I think that's a bit of a foles Trubisky thing, too. Of They might switch a few times. Um, I, I mean, think they might turn on the guard a few times. Tyre, uh, first of all, they already announced that he, uh, the coach does not believe in somebody losing their job over an injury. So the Tyrod, Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers. So Tyrod Taylor will, will have be, another shot. We'll be starting. So when you get stabbed in the lung by your own trainer. That's rough. You, that's, you that's can come should, back and take your job. Is that that's being good. looked at for an attempt of murder? Uh, or is that just, you know. Speaking uh, of which, Chris Carson. Chris Carson, you if, you, if you saw Chris Carson's injury this week, guys, Chris Carson uh, fell down, and then Hill proceeded to grab his ankle, twist the ankle, and complete the spray. <laughs> it was a little incidental contact. Let's, you know, it's difficult for me because it's a Seahawk, my favorite team, and the instigator in this is a former UCF Knight, so it. It's a, yeah, I want to stay clear. This entire week, Trace would send me uh, Twitter posts of different highlights from different NFL players with the hashtag built by UFC, uh, UCF, by UCF right after it. <laughs> built by UFC. It's just Gronk. <laughs> UCF. UCF. Um, but also Denver. Uh, Drew Locke, quarterback, injured. Driscoll came in. Driscoll looked good. Driscoll did not look good against. Uh, who did they this even is, play? This is a. Driscoll did not look good against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a. Uh, Blake Bortles? Does he come? He in? just inked, but they say that he's not familiar enough yet with the system, so they're not going with him on Thursday against the it, Jets. But that's it, just going to be a great. And this game. is a true story. If one more of their quarterback gets injured, actually, I go in. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys knew this. They put in a but guy. But actually, the seventh string. When they benched Driscoll, I, I would have thought you would have been the backup to the backup on the practice squad at tight end. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's coming in after Tommy, Tommy, Tommy Hunt. Tommy um, Hilfiger. But funny enough, I was watching. It the goes Denver to a game. fan after I get injured. I was they just lottery it. I was watching the Denver game against uh, Tampa Bay, and after Driscoll went, uh, after Driscoll got out, they put in a guy, and I don't know what his name was. He only had one or two drives, right? But all they kept talking about was like he was a Harvard grad or something, and he was the smartest quarterback ever. And the first seven plays completion 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 they're like this guy might be the next big thing and then in the red zone he threw an interception and i hear another thing about his harvard education for the rest of the game uh so that's gonna be interesting now falcons uh big story this year three commanding leads going into the third quarter three commanding losses leaving the fourth quarter uh what's going on whose fault is it is it anybody's fault should they just quit should they all pretend to have COVID and just leave the league what's going on in Atlanta I mean I think you've got to say Atlanta's head coach because of these collapses has to be on a bit of a hot seat 
Yeah. I don't see how else you can look at it. I mean, these are big mental errors and those aren't, you know, this guy has got a history, as you well know, in a Super Bowl of a collapse. Uh, and it's just continued. They can't close out games. Yeah. It's not like they can't score. It's not like they can't get stops. It's just that they don't know what to do in situational football. And that's a coach. Um, that's that's who you look at. Like, again, talent-wise, they have it. They're putting up huge numbers. The, the defense does get stops in the first half. It, it's it's whatever happens at halftime, um, but no person is angrier about the comeback than uh, Trubisky. So, you know, but Nick Foles, man, he feels real good right now. Um, going on to, uh, do you have anything else to say about that? I'm going to be honest here, real quick about the Falcons. Their offense isn't the problem. I think it's not even the coach. I think it's the defense. I think I don't know if they get lazy. I don't know what's going on, but their special teams blew the muff punt. They're just letting quarterbacks that shouldn't demolish their defense. And I don't know who on the defense, but there's there's some switch but, that happens. But here's the thing. It, it can't be that. I, I think it's lack of changing their defensive game plan. Uh, because in the first half, they're great. Uh, if you watch that Dallas game, they had three forced fumbles in, in the in the first half. Uh, like they are great on defense. I think it's, they keep the same and the other teams make adjustments at halftime or late in the game and their defense is the same and they pick it apart. Uh, speaking of Dallas real quick, uh, owner of the Dallas Cowboys was on the record saying, yeah, that's good, but he's no Mahomes or Romo. That's for sure. Which I think is news for two things. He compared Dak Prescott to, uh, he compared Tony Romo to Mahomes. And he doesn't think Dak is as good as Romo. What do you think of that, Trace? He doesn't think who is as good as... He said Dak's good, but he's no Mahomes or Romo. Well, he's definitely no Mahomes. And I love Romo as a color analyst. He was not really my favorite quarterback mm. to watch. So, What do you do if you're Dak in that situation, going into the locker room being like, I'm no Romo? Well, you know, on these teams, I mean, Dallas really should be 0-3. Right, they're one and two. They should have lost that Atlanta game. Atlanta should at least be two and one. By the way, Atlanta goes to Green Bay on Monday night. I mean, they're looking at zero and four, and you can say it's the defense, but again, I think at some point this coach is really on a hot seat, and he's looking at coming out of Green Bay zero and four. You're zero and four, even in a COVID. Effect. I mean, what is the history of zero and four teams going to the playoffs or the Super Bowl? It's not a strong history, so. I mean, must win game. We talked about, you know, these 0-3 teams like Minnesota and the Texans. I mean, these are must win games for these 0-3 teams now. And uh, Now, here's a question, though. Out of the Texans, Vikings, and Falcons, off the top of your head, which one do you think has the best chance of being a playoff team and finishing strong in the second half of the season? Well, somebody erroneously predicted Minnesota to win the division. There may need to be week three or four revisions. Cause Who I think said that? that? Trace did. Trace yeah, had Minnesota Vikings beating yeah, the Packers. I, I think there was a typo, though, somewhere here. As I look yeah, at the, no. Uh, you, seem to, you seem to have changed your tune on a lot of teams right now. Uh, a lot of teams that I picked early, and you laughed at. Well, um, no, not necessarily. How did Arizona do this week? Oh, but anyway, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they lost by a field goal. I don't want to hear it. Uh, going on to our uh, – oh, wait, first, 
Bengals Eagles ends in a tie. I think it's a good time to talk about overtime rules in the NFL. And why are games well, ending in ties? Let's That's just, all right. They should have both lost. <laughs> if, did you watch the game? This is a real question. Did you? They watch switched the game? to it in my market at the end. So I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that happened. Uh, I watched the game because I had AJ Green um, on my fantasy team, so I, I watched every second of it. Um, it was the saddest display of football ever. Where in overtime it was three and out, three and out, three and out. They couldn't get a field goal. Imagine not being able to get to someone's forty-yard line. Well, can we talk about the Eagles' last drive? It's second and nine. Okay. And they run the ball for two yards. So now it's third and seven, incomplete pass. They're going to attempt, what was it, a 59-yard field goal or something like that? Yeah. And then there was a false start, which would have made it 64 yards. So with 19 seconds to go, the Eagles take a delay a game to create a little more space for the punter, and then they punt the ball. Really? Really? This is how you end overtime? And then no, they... no, 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 no. That's good coaching. <laughs> uh, it was the saddest ridiculous. display of football I've ever seen in my life. I, I wish that but they I, could both just, lose. Why on um, second and nine? Why is that the play call, a quarterback run for two yards? I know, right? They didn't want two yards. They wanted it for – I get it. But it's such a conservative play call that you're just trying to get a couple more yards. You're still setting your kicker up for a very long field goal. Why do you want to do that? And it's it's not if they were going against a top-notch defense, I would understand all this. They were going against the Bengals. If you name a defensive player on the Bengals, I will give somebody five dollars. Uh, Tommy Hudson, the oh. guy that the guy that Juju Smith-Schuster laid out. Okay, <laughs> so Bobson, Vincent Burfitt. So again, there's not like they they should have been able to. It was it was the worst. All right, let's say hypothetically, Eagles start zero and six. Does Carson Wentz stay their quarterback? No, no. What is more likely, Carson Wentz getting removed as quarterback or their coach getting fired? Carson Wentz getting removed as quarterback. I think there's some goodwill for the head coach coming off a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. So I don't think that – I mean, of those two, the Eagles and the Falcons, it's the Falcons coach I think that's got the, the biggest heat. That is one of the strangest mysteries, and I hope that we find out, like, one day that he was injured or that he had something going on because no one has went from, like, a, a star or someone that we thought was so up and coming to one of the worst quarterbacks in the league in, in less than a year. I know he can never stay healthy, so I'm, a, I, I'm hoping it's, like, a – an injury that's going to heal that happened last year or something, but he looks bad. They have Jalen Hurts there. Now, let's talk overtime rules real quick. I have always been a, uh, against overtime, the current overtime NFL. Many people wanted to switch to college, which is just uh, you score, you score, you score, you score, right? Am I wrong here? It takes a long time to get through a college overtime. Now, my suggestion is what I believe the XFL toyed with where it would be split screen on your on your uh, on your TV, right? And both offenses would be on their own twenty yard lines. Both defense would be guarding it. First one to get a twenty yard touchdown. So they are all going at the same time. Offensive snap, offensive snap, offensive snap. And we never got to see it because the XFL went didn't, five weeks and didn't have an overtime. But I don't think it was simultaneous. Was I it think not? They had it set up where one offense and defense were on one side of the field and they got to attempt to score 
and then the other. But I don't think it was simultaneous where they were who scored first. I, I think they just had them set up. But there were some logistic things there that they still hadn't worked out. We didn't like, get to see it. You're going to position the TV cameras, you know. What, so, so doing it simultaneous, I don't think was ever part of the plan because you can't have everything TV'd at that point. That's a that's a very much of like a in soccer a shootout at the end. You just do the big thing and that's it um, to see who wins. What is it? It's the NFL, the NHL. Uh, they've they have a they have overtime, 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 and I believe it's six overtimes. Maybe they drop an extra puck. Yeah, that's and then like super seventh overtime, they have a sealed envelope that has never been opened with the rules. Like it's absurd. The NHL, you can Google it. The NHL okay. over, it, but it's never got it's that never far. gotten that far. It's like if it gets I don't know about seven it. overtime. I've never heard of this double puck thing. Yeah, because it's never gotten. It's never. It. It's like ridiculously far down the line. It's yeah. It's like fourteen and fifteen overtimes. I guess the NFL looks at it this way: that there are so few ties that they don't really care. But I just don't like that a game ends in a tie. Yeah, here we. Official rules. I'm, I'm trying to figure out whether this two puck thing is a real thing, but. Apparently it's happened before. Maybe? I don't know. Well, I know that the, I think the two-puck thing might have happened, but then there's a secret envelope with rules for what happens past that. Wouldn't you want to know what's in that envelope? Oh, yes, yeah. that's what everybody, everybody said. Everybody said one time two teams should just take it, just keep not scoring, not scoring, not scoring, not just scoring. Just to find out. Just to find out. And apparently it was like written down in like the 40s too. So it could be like really odd. Like it's been there since like 1940. Somebody uh, said that they think it's like 50 pucks and like the whole team, like it, but there's no, there's no rules and no one will ever know. Um, There is rules. It's the eighth overtime, but I don't know. The eighth overtime is the one that they're very secretive about. Oh, I want, I want eight overtimes now. Yeah. Uh, Per rules, in the event of a six overtime, they drop a second puck, which has not happened since 1936. Oh, that's rules, tremendous. In the events of a seventh overtime, which has never happened, five pucks are in play for the five. faceoff simultaneously at five of the faceoff circles, which each team will have 50 players, uh, 15 players plus goaltenders in at once. Rules for the eighth overtime, which again has never happened in the NHL, have been sealed in a red envelope at NHL headquarters and has not been opened since 1917. Thank you for coming to our what NFL year? podcast. 1917, they wrote the overtime. So book. this little red envelope's 103 years old? Apparently. And you you want to know what's in it so bad. Before the World Wars, they had the rules for the NHL I just overtime. Wish, I just hope it says something like, you both stink. <laughs> Like, you no longer are NHL teams. I just wish it says it, it ended in time. Like, it says it's a tie now. It has to be something of the time, so it has to involve blacksmiths or horseshoes. <laughs> or, There's, or a joust. There's an actual, like, duel between two of your best players to the death. How absurd does it have to be that the NHL would say, actually, we can't do that? But, like, mid-game, like, everyone's waiting for the eighth overtime, and they're like, oh, we just read the envelope. We can't. Uh, that's uh, not okay. <laughs> uh, going on to our pickle. Uh, first, Fluker Talent. Uh, I only have four, I believe, for this. Before we go into our pickums, if you're new here, uh, Fluker Talent is basically, I'll say a player's stat line. Trace and Francis decide if that stat line is a fluke or uh, it's based on talent or lack of talent. 
So if somebody has a bad game, it could be a fluke or it shows that their talent's kind of wearing off. Uh, Calvin Ridley, third straight 100-yard game. Two touchdowns in the first two, zero in the second, mind you, on the third. Mind you, in the third game, there was no Julio Jones. Now, here's my question. Fluke or talent, is Calvin Ridley becoming an elite wide receiver in the teal of Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, Devontae Adams? I can't call it a fluke with three straight. I'm not, so I got to go talent with three straight. I agree. You can't call something a fluke after you do it three weeks in a row. Um, and the only argument that I ever had to like call it kind of fluky was that Julio Jones was getting doubled. But I mean, Julio Jones was in this game. I mean, it could be terrible defense planning. <laughs> now here is the one thing I do have to say about that. In the first game, he got 12 targets, 9 receptions, 75 reception rate. Second game, 10 targets, 7 receptions, 70% reception rate. In the third game, 13 targets, 5 receptions, 38% target uh, reception rate, which was without Julio Jones. So he missed a 72% of his targets without Julio Jones on the field. Does that change it? I mean, any, any player is better when they have an, uh, another weapon on the other side to distract. I mean, like... Well, I can't imagine 13 receptions, 13 targets, and only bringing in five of those. That seems a bit fluky to me, but I'm, I'm agreeing that you guys, three 100-yard games still, is talent. I think he's talented. I'm now, not saying he's... Is he among elites? Sure. Not yet. Not yet. I'd say yes. Uh, I'm going over to Jacksonville Jaguars with the running back, James Robinson, who replaced Leonard Fournette. Pretty quiet in his first, uh, his first game, 62 rushing yards. While in his second game, he got 100 rushing yards. In his third game, 46 rushing yards, but with over 83 receiving yards, bringing in six of his eight targets. Is this fluke or talent? Is James Robinson emerging as a, as a good, good weapon? I need to see it a couple more weeks before I'm willing to go to talent. Yeah, I'm thinking it's fluke. I, I think nobody has film on Jaguars, and they were just like, oh, they're probably going to throw it a lot, and then out of nowhere they started running it. But also I think it, will, it won't really happen again because now Jaguars are fully tank for Trevor after the Magic seemed to have worn off against the Dolphins. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking it's a fluke. Uh, Atlanta, um, Chicago Bears quarterback Nick Foles. 188 yards, three passing touchdowns, one interception in roughly two quarters. Fluke or talent? Jeez. A little fluky. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not willing to cross over to talent. Just I'm going to go with fluke. Nick Foles is a backup quarterback who's had lucky situations, and he played against the Falcons in the second half. Uh, I mean, I could play against the Falcons in the second half, and I think they would still manage to lose. Um, somehow, so. Uh, with Devontae Adams out this week, Alan Lazard stepped up with 146 passing yards with uh, receiving yards on six receptions and a touchdown. Now, this is his second touchdown of the season and his second game with over 70 receiving yards. Fluke or talent? Too soon, fluky. Still fluky. Too soon, yeah. fluky. He's slow. I don't know if you know this, but he Well, if is, anybody could evaluate speed, it's you. Oh, no. Let me tell you, he is very – he should have had two touchdowns. It was like a 
a great throw by Aaron Rodgers. He was gone. The cornerback was managed to catch up to him after Lazard had at least a 20-yard head start, caught up to him and stopped him at the three-yard line. Last one of the week, Justin Jefferson, rookie wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. Is he replacing Stefan Diggs after his seven receptions on nine targets, bringing home 175 yards, almost 200 receiving yards, and a touchdown against Tennessee Titans? Too soon, too soon. Keep doing it. So fluke? Yeah. Fluke for now. Now, are you saying keep getting 175 reception yards, or what? What, what do you want from Just, somebody? I like want to see that? consistency week in and week out. So, what, what? 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 Give me a number, ballpark, a number of what you want to see receiving yards. I don't know. 75. I mean, 75 or more. 75 or more. Sounds good. Sounds good with me. That concludes uh, Fluker Talent. Let's move on to Pickums. How'd we do? Francis, Kansas City versus Baltimore. How'd I do? Did the score to be 27, Kansas City, Baltimore, 24. Final score, Chiefs, 34. Ravens, 24. Pretty close. I, first of all, predicted their score. I would like to say that. And I, I predicted close. their score. Um, I would like to say that. But yeah, uh, <sighs> First of all, Patrick Mahomes built different. Uh, you could tell. It, it, was, it was one of those things of like, you know, when you, when you think something's amazing and you think somebody's great and then you, or, or like that, that, like, let's say you have this nice sports car, right? Let's say you have this, this, this little Mustang and you're like, this is the best car ever. And then somebody pulls up with a Lamborghini. That's what it felt like yesterday. Where, again, and that's where I get the, the comment of there's a difference between an elusive quarterback and a, just a running quarterback. Cam and Lamar are running quarterbacks. Uh, but they're not elusive. Uh, they got, he got sacked, and he got sacked. And, and he felt the pressure. Um, it was one of those things where, like, if somebody got close enough, he tucked it, and he tried to get out of there. Patrick Mahomes was throwing passes with guys in his face, tackling him mid-throws. And he was throwing them accurately. I've never seen somebody be, be able to sidearm like he does. He is one of the most incredible talents. And also, it, it doesn't hurt that you can't double coverage anybody on that team uh, because there's too many good players. And I think it showed that the Ravens' defense is great, but sure, go one-on-one one -on -one with these guys – and you can't do anything about it. You can't, you can't double cover Tyreek and then have Kelsey open. They'll, they'll beat you in whatever way. And now they have a running back as well. Uh, you, can't, you can't blitz him because then he's going to be open in the backfield. You can't just play zone. Otherwise, he's going to have time and he's going to beat you. Uh, I, like I said last week, people were like, oh, Patrick Mahomes, they, they're not as good as they were. They didn't have tape on the guy. They, they thought it was an easy win. They let rested. Watch what they do against a team that they know and they know is a, a rival. They they got it done. Trace, I mean, there's no Super Bowl hangover here. I mean, right now, just through three games, you got to feel like after dispatching Baltimore, this team can go back to another Super Bowl and win. Yep. Right I now. Was, I was watching every other sports announcer um, rank the Chiefs as like the fifth, sixth best uh, team with the with the Ravens above them. I don't think that's going to happen anymore, uh, 100%. And I think it, it shows that, you know, uh, they're, they're two very different teams. 
Uh, Trace, you had Buffalo uh, and L.A. Rams. You had Buffalo beating the Rams 24-21. to 21. The final score was 35-32, to 32, Bills winning. So you had the right point differentiation, just about 10 points off, um, and you had the right winner. Trace, what, what happened? What, what, what did you take away from that game? Um, I think Buffalo needed to, did what it needed to do and got an important home win, but I think the Rams are still pretty good. Uh, yeah, they looked really good. And could have won that game. So I think early on when you're talking about a week three game, that's a pretty good matchup uh, of two teams that I think you're going to continue to see uh, be in playoff contention. No, Trace, a lot of people took away from this game Josh Allen as an elite quarterback. People thought, oh, wow, he's a seriously good NFL quarterback. Did you see that? I'm not there yet. So, you know, if you threw Josh Allen into Fluker talent, I'm not ready to move him into talent. Uh, but, I, but I think that's an important game for him, uh, an important confidence-building game after the, some of his struggles at various points last season. But I'm not there yet. I'm not ready to move him into that tier. Um, I took the biggest week, risk this week in Pick'em. Um, Definitely, by far. Are you kidding I me? Picked, I, I picked the Chiefs over the Ravens. And at that point, nobody was doing that. No, I took the biggest reef, r- risk. And I said it was going to be the Packers over the Saints and not even close. I predicted 42 to 32. I predicted, uh, I predicted a high-scoring game. Uh, the final score was 37 to 30. So I was awfully close. Seven points total off. Um, and I had the right winner. I had Green Bay beating Saints. And what I have to say from that game is it is no longer Drew Brees' team. It is Alvin Kamara's team. Ooh. And wow. uh, he sit, Drew Brees is sitting there. He, it reminds me a lot, and I, I hate to say it, Peyton Manning on the Broncos his last year, where the players around him, if, he makes, if Drew Brees makes it to the Super Bowl this year, it's not because of Drew Brees. In the years past, it should have been. Um, but it, but it's his team is he's he's sitting on his team. I think honestly, if they had Teddy Bridgewater and as quarterback like they had last year as his backup, they could have be a better team. I'm not saying for sure, but I'm just saying uh, there's a stat. Drew Brees hasn't thrown a ball for over 25 yards in three seasons. Mind you, yards after catch has gone for 25 yards, but thrown a 25 yard catch that it's caught at 25 yards has not happened in three seasons. Age is catching up to Drew Brees. Wouldn't be surprised if this is his last season. Well, and the Saints are built to win now, yeah. right? So how are you guys feeling about the Saints' uh, hopes to, to get back? Because I think I was the only one here that didn't pick them to win their division. Right? I think they're winning the division. You think they're still what winning I learned, the division? What I learned is I do not think Tom Brady and the Bucks look good. And I sure. know a lot of people do. But I don't even think they should have won last week against Denver. Because the Saints lost to the to the the Raiders, and I think the Raiders got pretty much smoked by the Patriots. So, so you're saying that you're saying that those that those Saints are going to win the division? Mike, do they didn't have Michael Thomas? But I'm not I'm not defending them. But I'm saying they didn't have Michael Thomas. Uh, moving on to Trace, you have first pick this week on Pick'em. Who you? Yeah, got? there's some real dog games. I thought a lot about the uh, Bronco. I heard you go on Bronco Jets. Jets. But yeah, I heard you go on yeah. Bronco Jets. I thought a lot about that one, but I opted against <laughs> that. Uh, I like Las of Vegas. Of course, to go Jag- Jaguars Bengals. Yeah, that's strong. <laughs> I like Las Vegas at home over Buffalo. Buffalo's 
three and oh um and las vegas is what two and one on the season i, I like las vegas winning that game so i got 24 21 the raiders i'm still not used raiders. to las vegas. i i like that matchup especially with uh they didn't have rugs the last week rugs the rookie wonderful talent and he is very effective so i think that will also help them um francis what's your matchup oh man Wait. this was oh no you i'm last you're right don't take my don't i'm up Ooh, oh, no. I'm going the battle of the three and threes. Steelers, Titans, both three and three teams. And three I and might, teams. Three, three and O teams, not three and three, three and O teams. Uh, I already picked the Steelers once this year, but I'm going Steelers again. Uh, and part of my reason is because of Titans not having practice this week. I'm going high scoring game for the Steelers. I'm going 32 points while the Titans get. 14. Um, that's my score, Francis. Uh, I, I am so surprised that these teams are still available, but uh, this is my easiest pick on that I want. It's the Browns versus the Cowboys, baby. Oh, height boy. versus height. He's going oh, Browns. Boy. He's going Browns. And do you know where he's going? Browns? He's going the, he's the same. I'm part. going the Browns, buddy. Oh, they got to win a bunch more if they want to get to the Super Bowl. They like do I have a better record. They are two and run, Trace. What's your score? Um, I have I have the Browns winning. I have them twenty four to seventeen. Is um, there any monopoly money wager? I am a hundred percent believing that Dallas is going to win this game. You really think they're going to win this game? I have no doubts. Really? I don't think. Where's that game at? Uh, that game is in A and T Stadium. Yeah, that's that's easy. That's easy. Uh, that's- now, I think the game I'm most excited for this week is definitely Patriots-Chiefs. I would not put Pick'em because I would never do Pick'em against the Patriots, but I don't think the Patriots uh, Again, are think about win. this. The only team that the – I mean, the, the Browns lost to the Ravens. Like, let's remind that the only team the Browns have lost to is the Ravens. The Cowboys almost lost to the Falcons. But who um, have the Browns beaten? What? They beat Washington – and the and Browns beat since Washington's defense is legit. That is true. Uh, what would you like to wager? I'm a hundred percent sure. I, I own a car. I own a house. <laughs> well, what do you got? What do you want to put up? Because I'm, there's no doubt in my mind. I'll that say the next. Okay. Here's the, here's the thing. Okay. The next week's podcast title will be uh, Francis is the smartest football uh, analyst ever or Trace is the smartest football analyst ever. That's the title of the show. That's the title of the show next week. Whoever wins. Yeah. Now, um, Trace. And it has to say, quoted by the other person. I'll even, if you, if somehow Cleveland wins, I'll even do it. I'll do the introduction for you. I'll really? BS Sports, episode 10. <laughs> JP, I'm Trace, and Francis is the smartest NFL expert on the planet. That's, okay. I'll, I'll do the intro for you. And you just heard the only time I'm going to say that because I won't have to next week. I have never, I have never thought that this, like I thought you would have this confidence when I picked the Browns over the Ravens, but the Browns over the Cowboys, you are, you are fully given the confidence. Uh, again, I love Zeke. I love Dak. I have Dak on my fantasy team. Don't get me wrong. I love CD Lamb. I think he's an incredible talent. I just, you know, I, I don't, I, I, I don't trust him. Uh, Can I add this, that when Cleveland loses, will that be it for you in the Super Bowl talk, or are you just going to keep beating this drum all year? You know what? 
Sometimes we need to lose too. They can be uh, eight and eight and still go to the Super Bowl in that division. Let me tell you. Um, um, so, well, Steelers have it on lock now that they're ahead of the Ravens, and I think the Steelers will beat the Ravens. Um, I think. I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a big fan. You of the do Browns. you do know though that for the Browns to go to the Super Bowl, they have to have a better record than the Ravens or the Steelers, and have to beat one of those teams. We're in a tough division. We're in a tough division. Anyways, Trace, I have a fun game for you. I have the 10 highest-selling jerseys of the week. Now, Francis is looking at them right now, right? After week two, after week three, so after this week, I have the 10 top NFL-selling jerseys. Uh, Now, the reason why I have 10 is two of those are on it twice for their home and away jerseys. And only one of them is not a quarterback. Only one. Well, Bosa was on the first list. He is not. He is not on the list anymore. He's not on the list anymore. He is not. Mahomes. Mahomes at number two. Cam. Cam at number three. Brady. Brady at four and ten. Rogers. Rogers is not. Nope. Whoa. Everybody has the Rogers jersey in Wisconsin. (laughs) Who doesn't? Who else are you buying? Devontae. Uh, there was six seasons when it was only Rodgers. Who else? Who else? Trubisky? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Not Trubisky. I'm, I'm joking. Don't tell me Baker Mayfield's on that list. No. no. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. One more you're win missing, and he will You're be. missing a big one. I'm missing a You're big, missing two big You're ones. missing two big ones. I don't expect Breeze. you to get three of them. Breeze. No. No. No? Why would they get Breeze after those games? Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll give. I'll give. One is Lamar Jackson. He is uh, also nine. Mm. Um, five is Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders. Really? Yes. Six is Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. That surprises me. Seven is Nick Foles of the Chicago Bears. I question your stats and where you found these stats. NFL.com. I I question it. I don't think it's a reputable source. I think it's (laughs) eight is your Russell Wilson. Eight is your Russell Wilson. Um, I just want to let you know. Russell not behind some of these. Aaron Rodgers Rodgers is on the list. He's top 20, but he's after a bunch of custom jerseys. Edelman. I think Francis has a good point there that with these guys, a lot of these guys not having changed teams, there's a lot of, they've already been sold. I do want you to know that Drew Brees does not crack the top 70 while Alvin Kamara does. Because everybody has a Drew Brees jersey. I just, I just have to say. Also, Joe Montana's on the top 70. So, uh. (laughs) Well, because of that whole thing with thwarting a kidnapping, you know. <laughs> what? Yeah, someone uh, tried to steal his grandkid out of uh, his baby grandchild out of his room, and he and his wife confronted the person and thwarted a kidnapping. When wow. was this? Sunday, I think. Wow, good for How'd him. How'd you miss that? I really did miss it. Uh, final thing for the show, uh, Broncos, creative South Park cardboards, Cutouts. I saw that. I thought it was funny. With 5,700 fans in attendance a week three. That was creative. I think it's cute because, you know, that town is supposedly in Colorado. So, you know, I'd like to see. We've never really defined where Springfield, home of the Simpsons, is. Is that Springfield, Illinois? Uh, you know, Springfield, Mass. There's a Springfield everywhere. So, 
I would love to see one of the teams take the Simpsons characters and populate their stadium with them. I'd like to see like this happens like every stadium just has like a bunch of characters. Like maybe uh, Philadelphia have all the office characters from Scranton. Like I, I think that would be yeah. cute. That would be. Uh, cults have all of the parts of rec characters. Like that could be something fun. Yeah, I like it. I like it. One one just has all of the Star Wars characters, and they're just like, "Cause our team's out of the world." <laughs> like uh, that, that was uh, bad, yeah. guys, all around. All right, that was our show today, guys. Thanks for coming to BS Sports. Uh, it's been a blast. I'm JP Brissett, and I'm Francis. And I'm sorry, Chris. we're out of time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chris, get ready for this round. Goodbye. Trace, so, say goodbye. No, Trace isn't saying goodbye. Oh, I thought you did. And I'm Trace. Goodbye. Bye, Trace. I cut them off. <laughs> I cut them off. I Trace, get ready for those Browns. Saquon Barkley is number one. So do you have what it is? Welcome to BS Sports. I'm Francis. This is JP. And Trace, our most experienced NFL picker who leads yes. season-long series and has successfully picked Dallas over Cleveland. I'm excited. I'm going to write it all out for you. All right. We're going to end the show. Bye. Mm-hmm. Wait, it's recording. Guys, I don't know how to end this.